The second point of this closing ceremony is that Sayadaw will answer the questions um, that you have given. <coughs> The first one, if Sayadaw could please tell the historic context of the teaching of the Metta Sutta taught by the Buddha. Yes, up here, or Metta Dau Hora, below Pipodari di Metta Dau. The Sayadaw, sorry, <laughs> the Buddha um, taught the Metta Sutta to a group of monks who had been practicing Vipassana meditation out somewhere in the forest and they were disturbed by the devas living in the trees, by the so-called tree devas. And so with this disturbance they were no longer able to well practice. Is it possible to cultivate metta for people who have died? If so, how? When, when a person has died, so one should not or one cannot radiate metta for the corpse of that person who has died. However, this person is reborn in another existence, and so it does not say, or it, it, it is not said that one cannot cultivate metta for that being that has been reborn. In other words, when one, one can cultivate metta for the being uh, who has been reborn, but when one uh, cannot cultivate metta for the corpse of the person who has died. Yeah, 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 yeah
the Visuddhimagga, there it is said that one cannot uh, cultivate metta for a person who has died if one wants to attain the jhana. That's mentioned like this in this commentary called the Visuddhimagga. So Sayado understands this, that one should not cultivate metta for a corpse. But if one, um, if one cultivates the metaphor, the being who has been reborn, so that a living being, that being is part of all living beings. So this is Sayado, how he understands it. Next question. How to keep the metta practice going while engaging in conceptual activities that are mutually exclusive with, re with reciting phrases like reading, writing, or concentrating on a difficult task? Um, um, So, whether or not it's possible to cultivate metta while you're writing or while you're reading, try it out for yourself. <laughs> so, Sayato doesn't need to answer this question, you can answer it yourself. When I radiate metta for my friend, can he feel it? And when I share my good deeds with my relative, can she get it? Um, so when one cultivates metta for a friend, the friend can experience the metta. So, depending on the strength 
of your metta, so the stronger your metta is, the more, the more, will, the more your friend will experience or feel this metta. Like nowadays, um, um, you're using electronic devices to send messages to other people. And sharing merits with people who have passed away, will they get it or not? Saira says, at times they get, get the merits, the share of merits, at times they do not get. Those beings who are reborn in the hell realm, they cannot get uh, one's share, share one, the sharing of one's merit. And also animals cannot receive the sharing of our merits. And also uh, being reborn in the human realm as a human, um, one cannot receive the merits. And also devas cannot receive them. Those beings who can receive the share, sharing of our merits, are beings who are reborn as petas, hungry ghosts. And for the petas to receive the share, uh, sharing of our merits, they need to be close by. If there is no ground for hatred because a person only exists of the six elements, how can there be ground for metta? ปุโกตตวะมชีปุเตจาวปะเปชีเดตัสสิปุโกตตวะมชีปุเดอะคุเมตตะปวาโลชินอะดิอะปวะคันปุโกอะดิอะอะดิปุโกเลอะดิเต
When we practice metta meditation, the object of our metta meditation is a panyati, a concept. It's a conceptual object. So, for the practice of metta meditation, we take this concept of a person or a being in order to cultivate metta. In the practice of Vipassana meditation, we take paramattas, absolute realities, as the object of our meditation. <laughs> so the other day when Sayadaw then said, uh, then cultivate metta for the six elements, may the six elements be happy and well, uh, he just said that as a joke. <laughs> In Burmese, easier to make you laugh. <laughs> Sometimes when practicing metta, I feel humor or laughter arises. Other times, tears of joy arise. Can pure metta manifest in these ways? Or are these different emotions that are arising concurrently with metta? So these manifestations arise because of the metta piti. So when through the metta practice concentration becomes strong, then pity, rapture may arise, and when rapture arises, it can manifest as um, elation, as joy, um, manifesting as a smile on one's face, or even laughter, or that tears, tears of joy. It happens especially in the third jhana uh, that this pity is strong, that it is strongly manifesting, and so that it can manifest in these different ways. Uh, <coughs> 
the first and the second jhana, um, piti is also present, but because there are still the factors of vitaka and vichara, the factor of piti is not yet so strong or obvious. But then in the third jhana, as vitaka and vichara fall away, then the piti, this jhana factor, uh, can become very obvious, very strong. The other day, one uh, meditator said in the interview that her pity was so strong and that she was smiling, laughing all the time and um, that it was getting uncomfortable. Uh, her cheeks started to hurt because of laughing, smiling so much. What to do? She asked. Sayadaw then advised her uh, continue to cultivate metta and by doing so you will pass on to the fourth jhana and in the fourth jhana the jhana factor of pity will no longer be there so then all this elation, joy, laughing, laughter will not be present anymore. Because in the fourth jhana, the jhana factor of piti is no longer present, and only the factors of sukha and ekagata are present, so then the mind becomes calm, happy, peaceful, tranquil, and one has a sense that the meditation is going very well. So yes, these manifestations of elation, joy, smile, and laughter, these are uh, manifestations of the metta piti. We send metta to quote-unquote all beings in all ten directions, but to end we send metta to quote-unquote all living beings. I feel like I may be learn leaving some beings out at the end, perhaps devas or those in the sorrowful realms, etc. Why only living beings at the end? And would I be a bad yogi if I sent it to all beings in the end? Metta Pualoshin, Ayamiena, Semiena, 
erinau tatua alongo metapuabari pia o ingalelo takatale tatua alongo all beings kore takatale ingalelo all living beings lo patapiane the beings ne living beings era quachala era atutupale atutupabela So, living beings um, refers to all beings that are alive, that um, are breathing, and so all beings actually also includes all these beings. Are there any beings? Ariya Pugala or Putujana, who are unable to develop the Brahma Viharas. The Bhyamasodaya Leva, um, the Pugo Alon, Pualo Yaba, the Lapia, Nomahin, Ariya Pugo Pipi, Putusana Pugo Pipi, so basically all everybody all um, human beings can develop the four Brahma Viharas However, some meditators say mm, the meta practice is not suitable for me. So, people who say like this, they are lazy. Um, they say it's not suitable for them but actually it's just because they are lazy to do the practice Um, however, for evil-minded people, it's difficult to cultivate metta. For these kinds of persons, it's really difficult. And for virtuous people, people with a good heart, good attitude, 
for them uh, that's something they engage in and for them it's an easy practice to do. So this actually is not relating anymore to the question. So um, everybody can engage in the practice of metta meditation. It's a practice that everybody can engage in and engage in the metta practice and likewise also in the four Brahma Viharas. And whoever uh, does this practice will uh, feel calm, peaceful. So if I engage in this practice, then my life um, becomes calm and peaceful. And if another person engages in this practice, then this person's life becomes calm and peaceful. And those people who do not engage in this practice, they feel distress, they feel suffering of all kinds. Gombi. So all the questions are now answered. Have you all understood? Are you satisfied? Are there more questions? So no more questions. We'll go to the next point of this closing ceremony. Now the third point is that uh, different persons will address some words to you. And the first person is Venerable Usuria, who is the abbot of this center. About five minutes.
So we've been on this journey together for two weeks or a month or even longer. And often when people go on journeys, they bring home souvenirs. You know, something you get that you have to remind you of that place or those people. Um, You put it on the shelf at home or it's a mug maybe that you use for your coffee. This is a different kind of journey. And the souvenir that one takes home from this journey that you've taken to Myanmar is nothing material. But it's the best souvenir, the most useful souvenir you could possibly ever acquire. It's priceless. No money can pay for something this valuable. And it's this metta, this metta heart, this metta practice. And so when you go home, you'll have this souvenir with you always. And the wonderful thing about the fact that we have this metta and you've been cultivating it here in Myanmar is that you also, not only do you have this metta heart as a souvenir, but you've been bathing here in this country, in this field of loving kindness that is unique. Yes, you can go to retreat centers in America or Europe and do a retreat. But if you look behind you at all the helpers right now, They're sitting back there. They've been supporting your practice with their metta action, effortlessly, happily, endlessly. And we experience the metta that the people here have. And there's something of that that we take home, too. It's very hard to forget that. Nobody here serves the Dhamma for money or to be famous or to even make a living. 
They do it out of love. So, take this love home with you. Remember it. The metta inside and the metta outside. I wish you all a very safe journey home. And please come back. A short summary for the Burmese people, what Venerable Viranyani has said. The Viranyani ka lure kaitwa ho yautiniyama the kuku ametia welare pitama engo yutware. The ametia kajarore kaitwa dalope tapime o yoyo kaine matubabu. Aku di nanganjata yogi de di nyamapi golade di chamimyayeta golade di ma metatea ato kebare. Aku doro Turo Yenangan Pientualoshin, Turo Ba Yutwamare Soro, Ba Ahmedea Yutwamare Soro, Turo Yet, Turo di Meta Dea Yutwabame, Era di Ahmedea, Da Degeda Akauzon Ahmedea, Tempo Ajizon Ahmedea, Papinore Soro, Da di Ahmedea Saima Velo Mia Babu. Go di dea coco go ato ma di ahmedea yare ahmedea go yudwana imbare. Now, Piro, di ma ato Piro, di weawesare, guni bere, lau bere, yogire e esese, ato naimbo, weawesare, guni bere. Adare, Adati Piro, Toro, Dinangantara Yogi, Piantualo, Shin, Di Meta, say, Yudwame, Da Akansomba. And now it's Aria, Arianiani, who will say a few words. And as we have been talking so much about metta and the four Brahma Viharas, I don't want to say anything more, although one could talk even more about it. But I'd like to mention another wholesome quality which is very precious. It's about katanyuta. That's the Pali word in English. It's gratitude, to be grateful for what one has. It's such a beautiful quality 
to acknowledge and to be grateful for what one has, what one gets, what one is offered. So one should not take, take it for granted that we can be here and practice, that we get food, that we have clothes, that we have work, whatever. It's good to be grateful for all these different things. And the Buddha also um, talked about gratitude with high regard. He said, a good human being is grateful or it is a sign of a good character to be grateful. And we may take it, or we may think, oh yeah, I am grateful, I say thank you very often, but actually this gratefulness is not so common. Otherwise, the Buddha would not have said that there are three persons who are rare to find, to meet in this world. And what are the three persons? A fully enlightened being, a Buddha, is rare to meet or to find. Then a person who teaches the Dhamma is rare to find. And a grateful person is rare to find. So this quality of gratitude, we can cultivate it as well. And it's something we can do anywhere, anytime. We just need to remember to be grateful. For example, right now, to be grateful that I can sit on this chair. To be grateful that I have clothes to cover my body. We can be grateful that this meditation center exists, grateful to Sayadaw, because it's through his presence that this center has come into being. It's not his center, as a monk he doesn't own the center, but through his being, who he is, somebody has offered this piece of land. And then other people came and offered a building. One person offered the dining hall. Other people offered the kutti you stay in. Other people offer the brooms with which you clean or the rags. People offer the meals. Many of you have offered a meal. So whatever is here, what you have used, the cushion you sit on, the mattress you lie on, this is here because of somebody's generosity. And we can be grateful that we have all this. And of course also to be grateful for the helpers who have in the back uh, silently, quietly uh, supported us uh, in our practice, the people on the gr- doing on, working on the grounds, the kitchen helpers, the cooks, of course, the teachers, but for them you are grateful anyway. <laughs> so, you know, just to 
remind you of this beautiful heart quality of gratitude, which can be practiced anywhere and anytime. And so with this, I offer you my deep and heartfelt gratitude. Thank you. Life in no, talk. Life in samsara is extremely long. Okay. So there are many visible and invisible beings who are suffering because of their suffering. When they die, they attach, they really do the, they have the, with attachment to their relatives or to their wealth. So after that, they will reborn in the lower realm. So the one life is finished and then a new life is arising again. We cannot remember what we have done in our previous life. So, Life is really uh, misery. This life is sometimes you the you hate the another person you hate it. Imagine that this this person is your close previous your relatives in your previous lives. So who knows? So you can imagine that, think about this, your life. So you can be, stay with the happy. Actually, the Mitta is the wish for the welfare and happiness of all beings. Mitta is always giving and also the caring. So Mita is always thinking of how to benefit to others. So with, with Mita, we cannot only benefit for visible beings and also benefits for the invisible beings. Whenever I meet the persons, I always think about all, all of them are my relative. So who knows, we all have been our brothers and sisters in our previous lives. So why do you hate this another person? So you can think about this. And uh, on 15th of February, I, follow with, I went with Seattle to his native village 
in the labor. So they have a small, they did the small ceremony in the cemetery. Because of the, in the future, there will be only cremation in this cemetery. So they will be no longer the bury the corpse in the cemetery. So during the ceremony, Seattle and the ten monks shared merits for the those who are living the invisible beings who live in the cemetery. So the, at that time, Seattle told these invisible beings, you cannot uh, attach to the, this place. So Sarah told them to leave and go somewhere else because of we cannot see there are many beings. I was very delighted to share merits with all beings, these the all invisible beings in the who lives in the cemetery. So I really felt they are present and they also really uh, receive for all of our the share merits, especially the Beidar and hungry ghosts can especially benefit from the share merits of our share merits. So by receiving the merits, they will be reborn as a better existence. That's why I would like to say all of you, do not forget to share merits with all beings. They are waiting for your merits. So the middha is beneficial for beings who are suffering. So you can think about this. So the middha contribute to happiness and peace in this world. May the whole world be peaceful. May you all become free from the suffering in samsara. May you all become liberated in this life. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. So now the president of the helper group will say a few words. So this man over there is the president of the helper group and he has organized all the helpers in this group to serve in this meta retreat. So that's the first time you see this man. Have you ever seen come and meditate in this retreat? Have you ever seen him? Have you ever seen him in this meditation hall? Never seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Harrison, please come. What um, do you want to do in Come and sit here. Then it's recorded. Mingalaba, everyone. Uh, I think uh, what I'd like to say is I, I know from watching everyone uh, practice and meditate so hard uh, and the workers for working so hard and the teachers for teaching so hard uh, how much we all uh, are grateful for the Buddha and uh, uh, I, I, I feel like I feel confident that I can express the gratitude that we all feel uh, to the Buddha. Thank you, Buddha. Jezuba. 
Thank you for your teachings and your courage and your wisdom. And Seda, thank you, Chazuba, for your teaching and your wisdom and uh, all the hard practice that you've done, that you've shared with us. And <laughs> Venerable Viranyani and Aria and Mimi and to the abbot and the monks of this meditation center and to the monks and nuns who have ordained uh, to all the meditators and to all the helpers back there thank you all Chezuba and I think we all can feel uh, gratitude to all the other factors that have made this possible uh, all the forces of nature and technology that have brought these teachings to us all over the world and made it possible for us to come here and to all the beings in the past and the present uh, that have brought these practices to us and to all the beings that are unseen and in all the ten directions Thank you, Chesuba. Thank you, Chesuba. Thank you, Chesuba. Hello, Chesuba. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, in conclusion, I just want to say that uh, right before we started, there was a power surge that caused a disruption in the sound system. And I know uh, from seeing everyone practice uh, in service, the helpers and all the meditators and all the teachers, that... There is going to be, when we leave, there's going to be a meta-surge. And this meta-surge is going to cause a disruption to the status quo in the world. A good disruption of meta. Thank you all. Now, Tanya, please come.
Can you hear me? Mingalaba, everybody. Um, in fact, there's not so much more to say to your beautiful speech, Harrison. <laughs> Thank you. So um, for me, it's the first time actually to sit a retreat at the Sham Yem Yang Meditation Center. And I had the great fortune to um, sit here for the whole month. So I would really like to express my heartfelt gratitude to everyone who was involved in, in this retreat, to everybody who helped to, and put in the tireless efforts to, um, for this retreat to come together in such a beautiful way. And as Doria Nyani said the other day, with um, Swiss precision, um, American greatness, and also Burmese ease and hospitality. So um, I would really like to, um, to thank our wonderful teachers for um, their continuous support and encouragement and their inspiring talks. I didn't know, I mean, there were almost 30 talks on Meta. I didn't know there were so many different angles to look at this topic, so very wonderful. And also I noticed that our teachers had so many, um, had different personalities, and it was wonderful to see how Meta was expressed through these different personalities in such a wonderful way. And I was particularly grateful for the chanting, which gave me a very different um, yeah, angle, again, to the metta practice. And also, um, I'm very grateful for um, that our teachers came and sat with us and meditated with us in some of the sittings. That really shows their wholehearted commitment and um, involvement in this retreat. So um, thank you so much to all the teachers. <laughs> thank you very much. And secondly, um, I would like to thank um, all the helpers of this retreat um, for supporting our practice and um, yeah, to, to make this environment so comfortable and beautiful to live in, whether it is the garden or um, the meals or people working in the office to support us, and even those we cannot see. So um, I see many people sitting there, but I, many of your faces I haven't seen yet. So um, I can only say, Jesute Mare, Jema Baze, Chanda Baze, Adeya Choshe Baze. And finally, just um, a word, sorry, <laughs> just to, <laughs> to um, <laughs> is it okay? I just would like to also thank um, the fellow yogis um, for just, I felt such a nice energy in the group. It was so wonderful to practice with you together. And it was inspiring to see you on some days where my practice was not going well, to see you working up and down diligently or sitting in the Dhamma hall. That really was a big motivation um, for me. And I don't know most of you, but I somehow feel connected with you. And um, over the two or four weeks and thank you so much for being such wonderful neighbors like table neighbors walking neighbors meditation neighbors or living neighbors and actually brothers and sisters on the path so i wish you all a happy healthy and peaceful life and um, on the path wherever it takes you next and may we meet again and may we all, by participating in retreats like that, whether it is as teachers, as yogis, or as helpers, 
um, realize the peace of Nibbana. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.